0: Amir Garrett, the Chicago sports roller coaster continues. Let's celebrate. Let's put the hands up. Yes, Justin Fields is a Chicago Bear. The Bears had a great draft. Charles Leno being let go. That's a little bit interesting, but maybe our guy Tevin Jenkins out of Oklahoma State will be able to step right in at left tackle. The Bears do have some salary cap issues, doing the best they can. Okay, that is a positive. And then there's the White Sox. Luis Robert, what in the world? The grade three strain right hip flexor. Did that against the Indians on Sunday. Now out 12 to 16 weeks. Yes, I'll do the math for you. That's three to four months. That's a serious, serious injury, too. I mean, will he be as fast coming back? You can't rush him back. But White Sox fans, you're going to be okay. Okay. It's going to actually highlight how good the team is. You're going to miss Luis Robert for a good chunk of the season. Hopefully he's back in September. Same thing with Eloy, right? That's two-thirds of your outfield. I can do the math, so can you. But they both are scheduled to be back by the end of the season, and the division is going nowhere. The Indians, not good. The Twins, not good. Don't believe in Kansas City. Danny Duffy's not going to pitch this well all season long. I think the Sox will hang right in there in the division. They still have the ability to catch the baseball, put Billy Hamilton out in center field. He'll do fine. You're going to be a little challenged offensively, but if they pitch well and they have to this point, that bullpen should just get better, you're still going to hang around and you're going to get your guys back. White Sox fans hang in there. Now, For the Cubs, which we're talking about today, Jordan Burnfield coming up. How does Amir Garrett, the Reds' left-hander out of the bullpen, get a seven-game suspension for striking out Anthony Rizzo and screaming and enjoying his life, while Javi Baez gets none for jumping over the dugout railing and causing a bench-clearing brawl that never materialized into anything. But both benches emptied, and if Javi hadn't done that, it wouldn't have happened. Now, you can rewind it back and say if Amir Garrett doesn't sit there and taunt Rizzo, but don't we want more taunting in our baseball? Don't we want a little extra juice every now and then to spice things up? I know I do. And Amir Garrett, it wasn't great, but it wasn't terrible either. So, I don't get how you get seven games for not even hitting a batter or doing anything other than celebrating and doing a little bit of taunting. Baseball, get your act together. Before we get to Jordan Burnfield, though, breaking news! Breaking news right now! Important PSA, and that's right—it's brought to you by our friends at Manscaped.com. Public service announcement: The news that you've been waiting for—I got it in the mail. It's a—it's—it's it's unbelievable. The Manscaped engineering team has confirmed they have successfully created the lawnmower 4.0. Trimmer is it's now available. You can get it in the US, you can get it in Canada. It was released moments ago. Join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer 20% off. You put in that shipping code fansided 20 when you go to manscaped.com. fansided 20 and, yeah, the 4.0 is just unbelievable. The 3.0 was fantastic, but this is a next-level experience. The Ceramic blade, skin-safe technology. It's so good, it almost seems as though Manscaped worked with Elon Musk's engineers to ensure your, that's right, testes are as safe as possible. We've all taken the razor down there. We've all seen that process gone south. We've all felt the pain this Will not happen anymore when you go out and get your 4.0, the lawnmower 4.0. Manscaped.com. Put in that promo code sided All right. DeWinnie City Podcast with Jordan Burnfield talking Cubs. You're going to like this one. Stick around right here, right now. Showtime. Cubs, Reds, the battle for eternity. Jordan, <laughs> he struck out Anthony Rizzo. He yelled at Anthony Rizzo. He said it was my house. Rizzo walked back to the bench. Javi Baez lost his mind, came out of the dugout to protect his guy. By the way, it was vice versa with Garrett taunting Baez back in 2019. And then Rizzo came to his defense. So maybe Baez feels like he's got to do something for the ball club. Garrett gets suspended seven games. Baez gets fined. Garrett
3: didn't do anything. He didn't even throw at anyone. I don't get it. Well, not only that, but Javi Baez then jumped out of the dugout and started walking at Garrett. So it's hard to believe that Garrett would get seven times more of a suspension than Baez. In fact, more because I guess Baez didn't even get a game, right? So he gets suspended and Baez doesn't. I don't really understand baseball's punishments. I also think baseball handles this stuff very poorly in general because There's all these dumb, unwritten rules in baseball, and I guess it was a problem because Garrett was gesturing at the Cubs' dugout as opposed to gesturing to himself. Listen, I'm not the hugest fan of Amir Garrett's antics in general because, like, dude, you're a relief pitcher, okay? Take it easy here. Like, you got a strikeout. Congratulations. You struck out a Cub. This is no great shakes here. But then you... (laughs) are acting as if, like, you got this huge strikeout when it's a late April, early May game. I I don't – I just felt like it was kind of an overreaction. See, when I saw what Javi did, I thought of you and your love for when Anthony Rizzo came at the Reds. Like, I feel like you'd be totally pro-Javi here.
0: Well, look, I would be totally, quote-unquote, pro-Javi here if Javi was doing literally anything. Javi Baez – is a straight embarrassment right now. The the yeah. du- the double error today, where you have a ground ball with a runner going down to second. You rush it. You don't field it cleanly, and then you Mister Cool Javi. You flip it off your glove backhanded to no one. So Mookie Betts goes down to third base, dude. David Ross somebody and he's not playing in the second game tonight, but can somebody pull a guy off the field since when has he earned this free pass that he can literally do whatever he wants? I do not get it.
3: I don't mind the flare stuff when you're great, but when you're bad, I don't want to see it. It's just not good for him. Like when he's playing at an MVP level, like he was in 2018 when he literally almost won MVP Okay, you want to be that guy, great. We love it. You're Javi. You're having fun. You're playing great. But when you're struggling to the degree that he has for the lion's share of this season, this kind of stuff just it it rubs me the wrong way because it feels like you have to earn being like that, right? Like in my world, if you want to be that guy, back it up. I'm a Javi fan, but it's like, dude, I, just come on.
0: I, I honestly, at this point. Who wants Javi? I'm, 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 I'm at addition by subtraction. So he came into today. This is from bleacher nation Cubs with a 1% walk rate, which is nothing new, but that's, I just think it's worth noting the lowest among position players in baseball. That's disgusting. I'm sorry. It is, but to
3: your point, to your point, he doesn't adjust ever. And the Cubs don't force him to do so, or he won't do it. It's one of the two, right? We're not in the clubhouse. I can't tell you what those conversations are like between Ross and the front office and Baez. But what I do know is he doesn't seem to make adjustments. And when he has been at his best, he does make some. Like he's always going to be a guy that strikes out. He's always going to be a guy that swings the bad pitches. But I think you'd agree with me on this. When he's playing his best, he's taking the ball to right field. He's hitting home runs to the right side. He's doing things where you're seeing the light come on, and that's when you get the best version of him. But, like, why do you not make any adjustments right now? It's just so aggravating to watch.
0: Aside from that, dude, and I get it, like, the best hobby, Ball gets loose. He's a couple of feet off a of third base. He's already anticipating it's going to happen. Then he bolts for home plate, slides in, say, pulls back one arm, slides in with the other. It's incredibly exciting. It's amazingly cool, but dude, make the routine play. If you make an error, don't think you're so cool that you can go backhand flip. It's his second walk of the year, his second walk of the year Dude. How many
3: walks do you think he's going to have this season?
0: I don't know. If I give Can you he... 25,
3: are you going? <laughs> oh, everywhere? no way.
0: No way. I, I don't know if he'll get to 10. <laughs>
3: right. He might not get to 10.
0: And they don't throw you strikes. Why would anyone? Right. They're asked. They're begging to walk you and he just won't do it. And by the way, if I was David Bowie, the, you don't have quite the uh, cachet to do it but when he backhand flips to you and you're not standing there and Bodie just looks at him. If I was Bodie, I I'd walk right up to him and right in his face. What are you doing? And then if I was Kyle Hendricks, like Hendricks could do it, dude. I'm out here trying to get a complete game. Granted it's seven innings, I don't need your mess in the, in the middle of the seventh inning. You know, there was one out at the time. I, I just no.
3: Kyle Hendricks would go up to him and he'd be like, Mr. Bias, sir, um, I'm right. just trying to sound they- as low as possible. So if you wouldn't mind just not doing any of the flashy stuff so that we can have the most efficient right. game possible, thank
0: you. Right, If, if it, that would be the amazing thing. <laughs> Hendricks actually channeled his anger that he never lets out and just started screaming at him like the whole world would explode. Bring back John Lackey. Just bring him back to, to put him in the bullpen and have him come out once in a while just to scream at these guys. Remember when he would just like – meander around the mound and pout I
3: wasn't here for a haircut
0: he was not here for a haircut great question by that reporter whoever got that one out of him I don't know who did that God, that that Carmen guy was just amazing sitting in the back row (laughs) and this
3: team is frustrating because they're bad I mean the bottom line is they're bad and I thought Sunday's game was entertaining except that they lost and I don't even blame Craig Kimbrell because I mean, there's a runner on second to start the inning. He didn't even give up a hard hit. It's not his fault. It's the rule. What was aggravating was, yeah, you're, you're hitting five home runs in the game, but you're giving up five home runs. And every time, you know, you showed resolve by scoring every time the Reds would score, but it was like, whoever was going to bat last in that game was going to win. They're wasting another incredible start to a season from Chris Bryant, who Without him, they might have the worst record in the sport.
0: Do you know what bothered me about that particular uh, weekend with the Reds, the 13-12 to loss and the two homers from Chris Bryant? It was the reaction afterwards. This will surprise you, Jordan. And uh, Beto can't be with us today, so he would love this one. But here was David Ross afterwards, quote, they just lost to the reds who are the reds and Castellanos just hit another bomb. Who didn't know that we should have kept that guy. He was unbelievable here and he was begging the Cubs, but we didn't have the money for Castellanos. So now he's killing us with the reds, but David Ross quote, I'm so proud of my team. That's one of the more intense games I've probably ever been a part of, especially as a manager, these guys didn't give it away. And in at in a bat today, I'm super proud of my team. What is this? The Northwestern Wildcats from 1981. You lost to the Reds in, 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 in April. We're going to, we're going to lodge you for being close to Michigan or Ohio state. Did I, they win a game in 1981. I feel like
3: they probably didn't.
0: I don't, I don't think they did. Denny green hadn't broken the streak yet. Like what? I'm so proud of my team for not giving away a bat dude. How low of a bar are we going here? Well, we, oh, well, you know, most games we give away at bats, but today we didn't. I mean, come on. on, Yeah. I mean, I,
3: I did read that and I kind of rolled my eyes at it because it almost feels like Rossi is trying to build these guys up as if they're a young team. They're not a young team just not a very
0: good team. Right. And then and then these guys are taking it on. Trevor Williams who got rocked in the game. Man, if we played a 15 inning ball game, it w- it would have been entertaining until the last out.
3: And we so, would have lost because it would have been whoever bats last was going to win the game. Right. So if they played a 15 inning game, they would have lost 17 to 16.
0: I think it's one of those where we would have loved to be on the winning side of it, but aside from the loss, it was really great to see everybody pick each other up, especially the guys that including myself didn't have a great day. Oh my dude, y'all won the World Series in 2016, you went to the NLCS in 2015, you went to the NLCS in 2017, you were in the playoffs in 2018. Like now we're now we're we're, we're celebrating that we picked each other up and didn't give away at bats and lost to the Reds? Dude. Well, the one thing I would say too,
3: I get what you're saying and I don't disagree with it, but I think in baseball Because of the everyday and because they've been struggling, it's always, I feel like a lot of quotes to the media are part of the mental side of trying to just get through a 162 game season without going insane, right? Like they're playing bad baseball. They've struggled a lot. They showed some resolve because they kept coming back. And so they're trying to stay positive. And I I get that it's kind of annoying, but this is what these guys do.
0: I'll I'll give you another thing that I was annoyed for in that game, and I and I and I agree really with,
3: grinds my gears. <laughs>
0: yes, I'm I'm grinded again by. the yeah. Look, look, it was a great game, it, and I I was very impressed. I guess that the Cubs kept on coming back, and Ian Happ showed up in it a three run bomb to tie it up at twelve.
3: Then gets hurt.
0: Right. So okay, dude, Nico Horner is basically in deep center field. By the time he runs down that pop-up, I mean, he is way the hell out there. And here comes Hap who can't play center field and he's late as hell and he comes sliding in and now they're both dead. Now it's his ball. That is Ian Hap's ball all day long. He's just so freaking late that it's like, don't even bother. Horner made the catch. Now you're coming in after you should have been there 10 hours ago and, and you, you, you just, you cracked Horner. You cracked yourself. You're getting carted off the field. Like it's a football game. I hated it. I hated every bit of it. Like, where are you?
3: How I can hated you not- seeing it, but it is, it is Hap's ball. So the problem with that play is I don't know who called it and probably no one. And, and that's usually what happens when there's a collision, but Horner knows that is haps ball unless he calls it so i don't know who called it but if i'm hap and i hear that he's calling it i'm at least trying to get out of the way the one thing i would say is i'm glad that he's okay because that looked like that was going to be really bad and it sounds like you know he's a rib contusion but there was no concussion that he's probably fine i'm looking at him going oh my god i mean the guy finally he finally gets a big hit he hits this three-run homer he's a nice guy i like Ian hap (laughs) i don't think he's a great player but i think he's a nice guy and now he's hurt and this is just a disaster as it turns out it seems like he's okay. So well, i it it is his ball. He should be the yep. one that catches it but i listen, he's playing center field cuz they don't have a center fielder. So that's that's their problem but that's not his problem.
0: Well, and so i would back you on that too but like what is his position? Give me that's a That's posi- the thing
3: though like they don't have the, one of the issues and that the for, Cubs have had the last few years is since they lost Fowler, they don't have a center fielder. They right, haven't but, had one.
0: Right. But let's just say, okay, new baseball team. My first pick is Ian Happ. I love Ian Happ. Come on, get happy. Where are you playing him? You're not a I, center fielder. You can't play right. You suck at second. You're not good at third. Okay. I guess I'll put you in left field. Like he, trade, you just trade him. He sucks. He sucks. He sucks. I don't. He's never gonna be good. He strikes out what about a zillion. the Podcast. He's got a podcast. Great, great. Love the podcast. And and uh, it is
3: actually I, pretty entertaining. I've what's it, a called? Times. Uh, what's the it called? The compound.
0: The the comp the compound or the compound. The compound. The compound. Yeah. yeah. Now I have. I've never listened to the compound. I'm sure it's a wonderful podcast. They're, they're
3: actually like pretty for. A couple, three baseball players doing a podcast. I listened to it like maybe one or two episodes and it's pretty funny. I mean, they're they're They seem like good guys.
0: Are you telling me that I should give up, uh, all the smoke and, or the knuckleheads for the compound in my limited podcast listening time? I'm busy I mean, guy.
3: I think that how you spend your time <laughs> is up to you. I'm just telling you that I listened to an interview with them that they did with Boog and I found it to be fairly entertaining.
0: Who else was, is who's a part of the compound? It's
3: him, and then I think Dakota Meckis and Zach Short. Okay, I don't know,
0: don't know who those people are. They're minor are. leaguers. Okay. Yeah, well, but they're... like
3: friends with with Hap.
0: Right, know? I got it. They're more famous than me. I'm not trying to, uh, like, by by seven zillion miles. Um, although I do think I have yeah. reached D minus podcast celebrity with. The I think you <laughs>
3: are more famous than Dakota Mekis. I'm, I'm going to throw that out.
0: There. I might have Meccas beat. How many Twitter <laughs> followers does Meckis have?
3: I have no idea.
0: It's, does you got it
3: more Twitter if if having Twitter followers <laughs> is the way in which we measure fame, you probably have more.
0: I'm most into my TikTok right now, and I'm up and I'm up to let's look at it right now, Jordan. I think I've got eight hundred and twenty eight hundred and twenty seven followers. I think I am just lost on the followers. TikTok. On the TikTok. Here All comes, right, the, here comes. I the don't top. even have a
3: TikTok. Does you, this make me a hundred years old?
0: Uh, maybe. Maybe. I mean TikTok okay. is TikTok is, is uh is, is all the rage. Um okay, let me let me just hit a couple one other thing here, Jordan, before I know you want to celebrate the greatness that uh was Kyle Hendricks today. Well, I'm just glad that
3: he was good. And the only thing that I would say about it is prior to and what we're recording on, on Tuesday night, so Kyle Hendricks pitched earlier today as we record this and he was great today, or, I mean, a little shaky at times, but gave up one run to the Dodgers and threw a complete game, so generally great. I mean, where has that been? He's been so bad in the first inning. They were talking about him tipping pitches his last start, and, you know, we've – you, Beto, and I have had these conversations every week on the podcast about what they are and what they can be and what – if he stinks, they're the worst team in the National League or close. Like, the only way – Maybe the worst is, is hyperbolizing, but they are in the bottom tier of teams if Kyle Hendricks has a bad season because the whole path to success for the Cubs in 2021, if there is one, which I would argue that there is not, but if there is one, it requires that Kyle Hendricks is great and Jake Arrieta is great. I love and so that. if both of them are bad, this team is horrible.
0: I, I love that you're sitting here trying to find a pathway to greatness. That <laughs> yeah. which is which is just good good for you. I'm very but it's proud. Not, but
3: I okay, great is the
0: wrong word. Like, nope.
3: could they be an 84 win team? Right. Maybe nope. if Kyle Hendricks is good
0: okay a path to viability how's that but what? but what needs to be said here is the reason why you love kyle hendricks and the reason why you're fighting for him so hard today when i (laughs) and when i sent you the most amazing topic list of all time and you're like what about hendricks and i'm like let's get him in there it's because you see yourself as kyle hendricks you right when you were a deerfield warrior taking the mound you didn't have the you we weren't rushing it up there in the central suburban league north at 73 miles an hour why do you think
3: Greg Maddox is my favorite player of all time. Right. I wanted to be him and now there's like a, a poor man's version of him on the Cubs and I say poor man's but not to be derogatory. I mean just, just that Greg Maddox is one of the greatest four or no. five pitchers of all time. Kyle Hendricks is not even close to that. Kyle Hendricks is very good in his own right. But yeah, I mean it's it's definitely you- his his style is what it appeals to me because you, I get it.
0: Right. You go to bed yes. at night and in, at two in the morning, sometimes you dream your Hendricks. Have you ever had a dream that you were Kyle Hendricks? No,
3: but I did. I have definitely had dreams that I was like in the majors, like Greg Maddox, trying to figure out like what pitches I was going to throw and all that stuff. You, you've had and that Now dream. I'm probably going to have like daydreams about it when I'm up at three o'clock in the morning feeding Wait. my daughter.
0: Like, have you really had a dream that you were on the mound for the Cubs?
3: I did. Yeah. When I was a kid, for sure. Like, I mean, not recently, but I would say when I was a kid, I definitely dreamed of it. Like all the time. I was thinking like how cool it would be. I'd be, you know, driving to the park and, and getting into the clubhouse. It was like rookie of the year, basically, except that Daniel Stern was not the
0: pitching coach. I didn't know that we had this, uh, in common. Cause I would, I had first, I would have dreams back in the day that I was Dunstan hitting home runs. I had that nice. dream that I, that I ripped one down. No, Beto
3: definitely had those dreams. I mean, I've never confirmed this, but Sean Dunstan is his favorite cub,
0: but you, you literally felt like, like I would feel like I did it. And then my, my most famous one, not famous at all, but famous to me was I dreamt that I was BJ Armstrong and when they won the the championship, like I was jumping around on the, on the court. And if you look at when the way he jumped around, when they won it the third time, I jumped around the same exact way before he jumped like that. So read into whatever you want to read into the weird stuff here. But so like, I, I'm jumping Have you around told the, BJ this story. I think I did once maybe, okay. and he thought it was very weird, but so then I, you know, we, I'm jumping around in the court. We won the championship and I go downstairs. Like I'm going to, and I'm so excited that I'm going to party with the bulls in the championship locker room. And I get there and they're all gone. <laughs> 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 and I'm like, looking around and like, so like, he's "Wait, went what about
3: to, the mullet guy? Michael Jordan's mullet guy. He wasn't even there. George
0: Kohler was not there. The oh. limo, yeah. And, and they like, somebody told me like, they're at this restaurant and I'm like, okay, I'll go to the restaurant. And then I get to the restaurant and they're gone from the restaurant. And, and, and then I wake up, I'm like, oh my God, I literally had the dream that I was going to party with the bulls and, and I, and I screwed myself in my own dream. Like I could, why, <laughs> You, did. you why missed could, them. why couldn't I have been allowed to party with the bulls? I don't know. Uh, you should have been allowed. That's my uh, take. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's young. Uh,
3: Carm should have been allowed.
0: Yeah. And you Jordan Burnfield, uh, all sorts of celebrations and cub dreams. I, I'm glad that we have this in common. Uh, I had, I had one more for you yes. on, on my, on my intense topic list today that I wanted to hit. I'm pulling it back. Oh, two things, actually. Number one, we, we've talked about uh, Chris Bryant, literally every show. I'm just going to mention the fact, you, you know, where Chris Bryant started today's doubleheader, you know, what position he played in the, in game one. I don't remember. I okay. was doing the
3: news, and so I was like following the game, but not watching.
0: Do, yeah. Doesn't matter. You're, you're okay. He played right field in game one. You know what he's playing tonight? Left freaking, No, center, freaking field.
3: Oh, he's, he's playing center tonight. He's, okay. he's
0: playing center. He's he's hitting seven thousand home runs, so he's going to play all three outfield spots. He's going to play third. He's going to play first. And David Ross is talking like uh, the, the dude. He's, great. He's, he's great. great. he's great. He's great. Like he's
3: great. But the, the other thing, and, and again, I've said this many times when he's healthy, he's, I mean, maybe he's not like a thousand OPS great, but he's always really good when he's healthy. I, when he's, I, when he's not dealing with some injury that he's not telling people about, cause he's so nice. Chris Bryant doesn't want to make excuses. Wants to just nose to the grindstone, go out there and do his best when he's truly healthy. He's phenomenal.
0: I, yes, he is, and I really, really hope that something uh, is going to happen here and and, it's, and we're going to have a, a Cubs come to Chris Bryant moment in time where they all realize that they are better off together and you love being a Cub and we love you and Cub fans should live uh, happily ever after with Bryant on the team. All right, I want to talk about Schwarber versus Jock Peterson. Who is going to – Schwarber's had two walk-offs this year. I know. And did you see
3: John Lester pitched really well in his first start?
0: Five innings. uh, Got her done. No runs. No runs. And Schwarber at the walk-off. But Schwarber, have you looked at his numbers? Yeah, he's been good. No, okay, he has not. (laughs) Well, no, he's –
3: I mean, he's hit a couple home runs, but this is what he is. Like, he's He's doing what – uh God, I mean, he doesn't hit for a high average. He's never hit for a high average.
0: Well, he started out like his first game, he was two for five. I didn't I hadn't looked at his numbers till today, Jordan. Like he was he was two for five on April. I mean the, the two
3: hundred tw- average is bad and the on base is bad because he doesn't <laughs> hit for you know he doesn't he doesn't get enough hits to have a high enough on base percentage, but he does walk, but he's hit two walk-off homers. I mean, <laughs> oh, I guess the numbers aren't great, but like the thing is he's now like in his career with the Cubs. Yeah when has he ever hit for high average his best average was 250 in 2019 like what he's doing right now is slightly worse than it would normally would be but to be fair this is sort of what he is like he's a guy that hits home runs but because of the shift he doesn't get a lot of hits because he hits into the shift very frequently i mean remember in the last three or four years How many times did he hit the ball hard on the ground to the right side? It would get fielded in shallow right, and they'd throw him out. Like, the shift kills Kyle Schwarber. I guarantee you that if Kyle Schwarber is young enough to benefit from a time where the shift is not allowed in baseball, he would hit, like, 260 because he can hit, but in the shift he cannot hit.
0: I I literally thought that the Nationals had uncorked something with him. He went two for five in game one. He had a double in, in 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 that game, and a and uh, an RBI, and he had a double. in the next game, he's two for four. He's sitting. The dude's hitting four forty four. Then he goes over five against the Cardinals and strikes out three times. Then he goes over four against the or over five. Then over four strikes out two times, and then starting on. April 18th for those not paying attention to Kyle Schwarber these those are, are his strikeout numbers the rest of the way in the season two 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 one yeah, that's one good. two one zero <laughs> this on is April, Morse code on, on April the 30th he finally didn't strike out he got a couple of hits and raised his batting average from 186 to 206 and then the last time they played him was on Saturday he went over two with two strikeouts back down to 200 um, I guess so
3: you're right he has not been good but he, I, but I would say that like he is typically a slow starter one. And two, he's pretty consistent in what he is. He's probably going to hit 220 or 230. He's probably going to hit, if he plays every day, somewhere between 20 and 30 home runs. And he will end up with a decent on base relative to his batting average, but not relative to what's great. You know what I mean? Like if he hits 230, thirty, will probably have like a 320 on base percentage.
0: Well, he's having a great year. At uh, batting 200 with two homers and an OPS of 621, compared to the guy who's hitting 137 with one homer and a 498 OPS. Welcome to Jock Peterson. Who do you got? Peterson versus Schwarber. This is going to be amazing. Higher, ba- <laughs> higher batting average. In the moral- words of Steve
3: Rosenblum, and death is not an option.
0: I mean, love Steve Rosenblum. Uh h- higher batting average. Who will finish with a higher batting average? Who will finish with more home runs? Jordan. Or or let's not do, let's and, and make your prediction. The one thing
3: I would say is the reason why people discount batting average these days, all these stat heads, in my opinion. Okay, fine. OPS because let's... no, it's because the shift has killed batting average. That's why. Because guys don't hits don't fall in anymore. You that... have to homer or double to get a hit. I mean, well, that's, the, that's why I hate the shift. So like both of these guys, traditional statistics suck and I'm not defending either one of them. But what I am saying is if there wasn't as much shifting in baseball, I guarantee both of them would have better traditional batting. Averages.
0: That, that's true. Listen, that's, that's all fine and dandy and, and accurate right now. Major League Baseball league-wide the average is 234 which be, is terrible. That's the lowest in the history of the game. It's yeah. uh, the, the, the worst ever before that. We'll see if it sticks. I mean it's early in the season. People tend to hit better when it gets warm, but in in 1968 the year of the pitcher because they raised the mound, it was 237. Uh, last year, teams hit 245. So right now, 234. I mean, that's a significant drop. I know everybody loves the numbers. That's why they come to this podcast. So if you want to be nice to Schwarbs and company, or you know, he's sitting 200. He's only 34 points below league average. That's not that terrible. Um, yeah. But I mean, honestly, you wouldn't. You what
3: I didn't understand was to get rid of Schwarber for eight million, then then to sign Peterson for seven. I get that the, that the rhetoric on it was that Peterson is probably a better version of Schwarber, which is probably true. Like if you took the whole player, not just the offense, and you take just, you know, you say offense, defense, you know, athlete, all of that, I think I would take Peterson. But, yeah, obviously everybody in Chicago loves Kyle Schwarber for what he accomplished in 2016 coming back from that gruesome knee injury to end up hitting four whatever in the World Series and helping them win. So I love Kyle Schwarber. But if I'm being objective here, I would say that I didn't mind them choosing Peterson over Schwarber for the reasons I just mentioned. But, yeah, I mean, it obviously hurt when they got rid of Schwartz. Uh,
0: listen, the guy led off the 10th inning in 2016 with a base hit after the rain delay. As far as I'm concerned, they should build him a statue and put it outside on Waverly Avenue. Agreed. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> yes. Let off the 10th with a base hit, pointed at the dugout. You Right when that happens, like, they're going to win this game. They're going to win this game. There's something – there's a different energy right here. I mean, and he was a, he was awesome. He was a hero. He was an he, absolute hero. He, he was, he was. And which is guy has nothing to do with today, but has everything to do with why, like, really you're letting Schwarber go for 8 million, which is nothing, uh, to sign Jock Peterson. But if they hadn't signed Peterson and this is what he's doing, I would be sitting here right now on the podcast be like, Hey, uh, they got it right. The guy sucks. <laughs> and, and I don't, I can't believe that he sucks. Like I always thought he would hit, you, you, you look at him. it's like you have a pretty good understanding of the strike zone. Well, you, do you remember the
3: article that was written about Schwarber in, I want to say it was in 16 or maybe in the offseason of 16. It was after he had had that amazing run in the World Series. And there was an article about why the Cubs drafted Kyle Schwarber fourth when a lot of teams, if you remember, when they drafted him, a lot of teams felt like the Cubs reached and that they should have drafted him later. And one of the reasons why they drafted him when they did was because the Cubs felt that, or the Cubs had done a test of his eyesight and his ability to read pitches through, you know, their newfangled technology. And he tested at the same levels as superstars in baseball at the time, like David Ortiz and Manny Ramirez and some of the greatest hitters in the game at the time, Kyle Schwarber had the same eyesight ability of tracking pitches and seeing strikes and all this stuff. That's why the Cubs, one of the reasons why the Cubs felt so strongly. The reason I bring that up and why it's interesting to me is because really other than for a finite period of time that never translated into him becoming a consistently good major league hitter. He tested as well as the, the elites of the elite and it never worked out. And Listen, I don't know why.
0: I, I thought when I remember that. I remember yeah. I, I I remember those the whole eyesight thing and how he would spit on pitches just off the plate and I listen, I thought that this was Theo Genius. Yeah. They 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 absolutely knew this guy was the best hitter in the draft and they, they didn't care that they were overdrafting him and all of it made sense to me. This is, you know, it's not the NFL draft. You're not going to trade back five spots. You're not, you know, it th- doesn't work like that. Okay. You got it. Right. And when he was getting base hits in the playoffs and you were seeing Theo and company behind home play, like way to go Schwartz. I was like, these freaking guys are the greatest. They knew everything about Kyle Schwarber. <laughs> and I, it's just, uh, I didn't see it coming and I still didn't see it coming. Even this off season. But now now it's Peterson versus Schwarber. I think I think I'm, I'm gonna take Schwarbs. I think Jock Peterson's gonna hit 176. I got one I got one, I got 176 <laughs> hey. and 176 and 12 homers is my prediction for and I'll and all sh- things
3: being equal. Jock Peterson was the cactus league league MVP. He was so, so
0: good. He was so he's
3: good so good. It's <laughs> great trading. And, and he, Schwarber wasn't the grapefruit league MVP. I'm just saying.
0: That's true. That's true. Which uh, in this battle, that might actually mean something. But I'll take. What one- did he
3: do in spring training? Right. I don't
0: think anything. Right. Right. Schwarber. I didn't. He wasn't making news. I didn't notice him. I might have to go back and look at Schwarber's stats. I, I, I got Schwarber in 202 with 14. It's going to be a close race here.
3: So you have them both having statistically horrible years, worse than their career averages by far.
0: Rest, but schwarbs is gonna win okay <laughs> i mean what that I, is
3: that is this festival of suck right there
0: yes i i it 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 absolutely is uh all right i got one more for you jordan as i was uh, i think you'll really like this one did you see what happened in new york today w- i did the, not so the new <laughs> the new york mets have fired hitting coach Chili Davis (laughs) 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 and assistant Tom Slater. They have been given their walking papers. Apparently it happened after Monday night's loss to the Cardinals. Um, what, what, what really, and I, this just shows that I'm four years old, but I just, I find right, So been,
3: Albert Elmora has gotten him fired twice then. Right.
0: right. Davis is out again. Apparently very well-respected last year. He never even showed up. He, he did this. He did the coaching from a distance cause it was COVID. Uh, but Chile was still able to make an impact, but this year, not so much. And he's been replaced by the duo of Hugh Quadlebaum and Kevin Howard. Now I don't know who Who? (laughs) Hugh Mike (laughs) Quaddy Hugh I mean it's one thing to get fired, but when Quadlebaum is the call (laughs) off the bench, I think that's a (laughs) I think that's a problem for Chili Davis. (laughs) Who the who the F is Hugh (laughs) Quaddlebaum?
3: (laughs) Who I have never heard that name in my life.
0: Hashtag Ever. Hugh Quaddlebaum. This sounds like
3: in- a character out of Curb your enthusiasm. This <laughs> sounds like a friend of Marty Funkhauser. You were you were
0: replaced by Quadlebaum.
3: Marty yeah, uh, uh,
0: ex- exactly. There is a <laughs> there's an article by Metz uh Mesmerize uh, online is that a fan sided side? Let me let me see. I don't, and it's not. Uh, is is Hugh is Hugh Quaddlebaum the right man for the job? Ronnie, <laughs> tell us about Hugh Quaddlebaum. There it is. Uh, oh God! In 1999, they write Chili Davis finishes 19-year career, three-time All-Star, three World Series wins. Davis was the hitting coach of the. A's, Red Sox, Cubs, and Mets, um, you know, just, just a, a great pedigree. The man met the Mets chose to replace Davis is Hugh Quattlebaum. <laughs> <laughs> Corner infielder appeared in 49 games for Onionta in the Oneonta, New York.
3: Onionta, don't mess with Onionta. I called games there you at Onionta in the New York Penn League. That was the biggest dump of a ballpark I've ever been to in my entire life. Six. I called that series <laughs> sitting on a wooden plank that had nails sticking out of it <laughs> with a giant wooden board in front of a chain link fence. And that's what I was looking through to call these games.
0: This Six. ballpark sucked. <laughs> Six. See, there it is. Six degrees of quad J- <laughs> bomb. Burnfield was sitting on a bench in, in Oneonta in the Penn league. 2003. That was, got, I
3: stayed in a Hojo for three days. Uh, that I lo- was
0: the worst. I love a good Hojo. They Hojo. Are you, I, I'd uh, kill for a good whoa. Howard Johnson. Is, the, is Howard Johnson still alive? Let's see. Howard Johnson hotels. This is the beauty of the internet. Where, where is the, where is the nearest Howard Johnson's there? Howard Johnson's are still going now. Part of the Wyndham hotel Rams. You could stay three nights and earn a night free Jordan birdfield for what? $16 a night. Let's go. Enter destination Chicago. There's Check- no
3: Hojo in Chicago. We're about no to,
0: way. we're about to find out checking in tonight. I'm having problems at home. Let's see. Uh- <laughs> Where are you last night? Stayed in the Hojo. <laughs> the Hojo by Wyndham in Elk Grove village, baby. 54 99. Looks nice. There you go. Minutes from the Stevens Convention Center in the Rivers Casino. They'll even blacklight
3: the sheets for you just to see what's there.
0: Ooh. Howard Johnson's, baby. Ooh. Um, I, again, I had one other bomb thing. Oh, you should just know that in 2003, he reached triple A. He played three games, nine plate appearances for the Ottawa Lynx, a single, double, and he was hit by a pinch. Bomb left professional baseball that year. Chili Davis is a three-time All-Star Three World Series. was placed by Quattelbaum. who had nine at-bats at AAA. I am appalled. Can I ask you a question, though? <laughs> like,
3: what? Chili Davis must be a good interviewer, and he seems to be, like, legitimately, he seems to be pretty well-respected. All these organizations seem to like him, and they hire him, and then it just turns into a dumpster fire. Like, what happens?
0: Well, as far as I was concerned, like you're blaming Chili Davis, look at the Cubs. Oh, really? Chili came in. They maybe got a a day or two better than he left. They got a day or two worse. I mean, they still suck at the plate outside of Chris Bryant. So having a resurgence. So I, I never like blamed it on him, but I think you're probably right. That the Chili is like, he does. There's something that Chili is able to connect. Uh, I also the hitting coach. Like, what do they do? Keep your head up. This is
3: like the Fire Greg Walker stuff the White yeah. Sox fans used to do. Like it's not I I don't feel that the hitting coach makes a big difference. Who was the the I remember in what was it 2010 or 11 when the Cubs were playing terrible and they hired Rudy Haramio, who is this vaunted hitting coach? That was a big deal. to come in and help them and everyone's like, "Oh, oh. They got Rudy hot all of a sudden the offense is going to turn around. They're
0: going to become this great team and nothing changed. The only hitting coach that the Cubs have ever had. I'm just going to give him credit. Cause I love him, but Jeff Pentland made a difference with Sosa. I wanted that on the record. He did. Pent, pent how he moved his hands down. And somehow he had some level of rapport with Sammy that it, it actually, I think it did make a difference. And and Penland was great at looking the other way. When Manny Alexander was shooting Sosa's butt up with whatever <laughs> yeah. injection was available, Sammy, you're,
3: you're looking very buff today. <laughs> How did this happen? Yeah.
2: So for Ron Sano, Bob Brenley, Harry Carey, our engineers here in New York, Joel Blumberg and Tori Blasi, and our producer back at WGN in Chicago, Audrey Marbrose.
1: This program was recorded on tape for a live audience.
2: Oh, my God. On this game. All right, here we go apologize to Audrey for me by the way I could I mean Aubrey I couldn't read it I wrote it down and I couldn't read the darn thing (laughs) Aubrey I'm sorry will you tell her I'm sorry (laughs) boy, I've really screwed the damn thing up now Tom Brenneman saying so long from New York. Back at WGN in Chicago, all Dreamer blows.
0: Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.